professional amateurs. I'm so glad you asked. And I'll even tell him where, he where I live, like you can come and have dinner with me or something. Off the rails. Hoping to make you look stupid. I want to be unbiased, but I'm not. Shane Wright, Shane Wright. Like how stupid can you be? Sorry, Rude. All right, uncut in three, two, one, go. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Professional Amateurs. Today is Sunday, April 24th, and a bit of a slow weekend in the NHL. Um, a lot of games, but with all the playoff spots being sort of locked up, um, not anything too pressing, but uh, yeah, pressing. Before, before we get into any of that, though, how are you guys doing, Ryan and Jack? Not too bad. Um, I moved tomorrow, so spent all day packing, which is not a fun process. For anyone listening, um, and nobody can watch yet, so everyone would be listening. All seven we of you. still don't have a visual? No, YouTube keeps on not working. It's a pain in the ass. And I haven't... Oh. Yeah. Um, Ryan, your room looks very bare right now. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I, right now, my laptop is just propped up on my dresser, and I'm sitting, <laughs> on, and I'm sitting on my office chair. That's, that's the setup right now. He had to unpack his chair because he remembered we're doing a podcast. Yeah, I literally just standing for a podcast. I literally had it like at the top of the stairs, ready to bring down to the garage, and I was like, "Oh shit, I need this." <laughs> Jack, how are you doing? I did my last exam today, so nice to get it done. Oh, so you graduated third year? Yes. Is that is that? I don't think people really? say a thing. <laughs> Ryan, is that applause worthy? Is that applause? You're only done third year too, dickhead. Well, I know. I'm just. I'm saying. Like, I was trying. I was trying to congratulate. I wasn't trying to take a shot at you. You were being. You literally asked him. Is that something we congratulate? Well, yeah. That's like the most disrespectful way to bring up (laughs) congratulating. (laughs) Do we give him the pity applause or not? (laughs) Okay. Um. Yeah, so I yeah, we were kind of scrambling trying to think of what to talk about literally five minutes ago. Actually, how long has this been going for? Two minutes? Yeah, two minutes ago we were scrambling trying to think about what to talk about. Um, but I think first things first, uh, a few days ago we had a series get locked in. Uh, Minnesota-St. Louis, they're still battling for home ice. They both have 107 points. Um, that's going to be a pretty wicked series, I think. Both teams are rolling. St. Louis just... They just finished off like a nine-game winning streak, or did they get to ten? Do either of you remember? Uh, I, I think it was nine. Nine, yeah. And then Minnesota's won their last four. They're seven, one and two in their last ten. St. Louis is nine, zero oh, and one. Um, ideally, that would be a series you get in the second round. But uh, Gary Bettman loves his divisional rivalries. Um, you have a problem with the playoff matchup? Like, serious question. That sounded yeah. like I was trying to start a fight. The way I <laughs> it, did, it did sound like you. You have a problem with it? <laughs> you um, piece of shit. I, I don't like it at all. You prefer, like, one to eight? Yeah. I just think that, like, I'm like what, like, okay, that was a lot of like. Um, why do you think the current playoff matchups are the way they are? Well, they made it so that it's more divisional and, like, close uh, geographical matchups. So they're trying to promote rivalries, right? Yeah, and make more money. Has any rivalries started because of this playoff format? It hasn't been that long, but I don't think so. It's been ten years. Has it been ten years? It's yeah, really been ten years. I think it. I think the first year was 2013, 2013 or fourteen. 
if if it's been that long, I guess you could almost argue Toronto Boston then. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to check the standings and see if they would have matched up anyway. Because if you look at the standings, like the conference one to eight standings, so right now in the East, it um, so the current matchups based on the current system. So with with the divisional crap, it'd be Florida Washington, uh, Carolina Boston, New York Pittsburgh, Toronto Tampa. With the one to eight setup, it'd be Florida Washington, Carolina Pittsburgh, Toronto Boston, New York Tampa. So it changes how many series did that changed? It changed three series, but it added two divisional matchups. Right? Yeah, I think it's kind of like a year to year thing, though, if that's going to work. Obviously, up. it's going to fluctuate no matter what, but I just like, does it not sort of bother you? Like, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't want to look at it from any specific team's perspective, but like, do you not think it's dumb that you're getting. So, so the series that's locked in right now is Minnesota St. Louis. That's the three and four seed in the, in the West. In a one to eight format, it would be Minnesota, LA, St. Louis, Edmonton. And like, in my opinion, Minnesota and St. Louis finish those games off in less than six games. Yeah, I, I think I do prefer the one to eight better, but one, one thing I'd love to get your guys' opinion on actually is I would love to see the NHL at some point go to um, what the NBA has done in playing games. I think that's, I think that's like ridiculously cool. And I would love to see it in hockey. Did you read, um, do you follow Greg Wyshynski? I do, but I didn't really see him do anything about this. So he, he, he went into that. He's like one of ESPN's big hockey writers. Um, And uh, he goes on the Jeff Merrick show once a week. I think it's Wednesdays. And uh, he wrote about a play-in tournament and uh, it was very mixed reactions to it. But I I think it'd be really, excuse me. I think it'd be really fun. Cause I don't, I don't get people being against that. It's more hockey. It's more playoff hockey. It's more hockey and you still have to win your way to the final. Like, Right off the bat with playing games, you get what an extra six do or die games. Is that is that how it works? Because nine ten is one, so multiply by two. Uh and then eight nine. Okay, so you get four do or die games, but like seven like the so you're getting six playoff games, four of them are win or go home. Like yeah. how can you be against that? And it brings more playoff revenue. Like it, it could only be a game or two, but it brings more playoff revenue to more teams. Do you think, do you guys think that if you did um, the play in, actually, I don't know if it would make a difference. I'm trying to think of mathematically how it would work. If, if you did the play in games, would you have to revert back to one to eight and then add in nine, 10, or could you keep the current division format? I think you, you could, could keep it. I think you could keep it. You might run into the same issue where it's, Year to year, you might get one division that's completely loaded. Yeah, but that's so you might anyways. so like one one year you might get a team who's in the play-in who would have normally been like the sixth seed or something. So mm-hmm. like you get the one anomaly like that, but I think you could probably keep it. So all right, so and the way the NBA has it set up too, like if you're the seven or the eight, you actually get a benefit of a second game if you lose your first. Yeah, you get an advantage. So there is still like something to play for there. Would you guys want to do it the same way the NBA does it, or would you want to do like seven versus ten, eight versus nine? No, I I'm, like the way the NBA does it. Me too. Yeah, I I like the way the NBA does it a lot. Like like Jack said, the way it's set up. Like if you're seven eight, 
and you lose, it's not like you're automatically out for someone who would be 9-10. You still get a game to you get the advantage of still being higher in these standings, which I think is still a good setup. So, okay. So if we're, let's look at how play in would work. So if this year using the wild card format that the NHL has for the playoffs right now, you would get Boston versus Washington for the seven seed. And then Islanders Columbus for the nine for as the nine, 10 game. If you did conference, so like one to eight, how it used to be, you would get Pittsburgh, Washington, Islanders, Blue Jackets. So it changes like one or two teams. Pittsburgh, Washington, one game takes That would be such a fun. That'd be so. That'd be a lot of fun. It'd be so awesome. And like, obviously. What was, what was it proposed in the MLB where it was like one team has to win two games, the other has to win three? Yeah. So it was basically like a, oh, was it, they call it a best of four? Yeah, they called it a best of four because, like, if one team wins three games before the other team wins two, you're playing four games max. If one team wins mm-hmm. two games before the other team wins three, you're playing four games max. So they did a best of four, which I think is really cool also. I thought that was really cool when it was proposed because I've never heard of that. I think another idea that the NBA was tinkering with when they were thinking of the play-in was a best of two. So, like, the lower seed has to win two games before the higher seed wins one which is kind of how it is now because the seven and eight seed only have to win one game to get into the playoffs. Yeah. It's just different have to win two. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's against different teams. As long as there's some advantage to finishing like seven, eight opposed to nine, 10. Yeah. Um, Although I think if I'm not mistaken, the NBA players hate it. You think so? I remember hearing a bunch when it first came out. I, I don't know. Oh, maybe when it first came out, but now I think they're all over it. Cause like, I think NBA players are very into the the spotlight kind of thing. Like, I think they love their their uh, nationally televised games. I think they love their games when they're on TNT and ESPN or whatever instead of just locally broadcasted. I, I think the players, like, live for that sort of stuff. So if you get to play in a do-or-die sort of play-in game, I think the players are definitely on board now. I'm pretty sure yeah. um, when they first started thinking about it, the big names were sort of not into it, like LeBron and whatever. But I think I think now the players like it, especially when you're a team who's trying to get the 10 seed because otherwise you wouldn't be playing past game 82. Yeah, and like the thing is, people argue, and it's the same like with the COVID playoff when Montreal made it as like the 12th seed. Like people argued that you shouldn't have been in part of it in the first place, but you still have to win your way in. That one's different because there were still 12 games left in the year when the season ended. Yeah, for sure. But like just from the actual like premise that like yeah. oh normally it's only eight teams and the 10th like if a 10th seed wins the cup like that'd be insane yeah and it'd be completely valid it's like yeah i I you gotta win your games um and i think one of the big reasons okay so before i move to that i was going to suggest one of the big reasons for why this plan would happen before we get to that if you guys were to do if you were if you were gary bettman for a day and you were to install kill myself Jesus. And you were too. <laughs> you probably cut that out. <laughs> um, oh, and before we move on, in the West, the play-in games would be Nashville, Dallas uh, for the seven seed, and then Vegas, Vancouver for the for the uh, as the nine ten game. You know, See, I don't like it because so Vegas cool. has a chance. Say that again. I don't like it now because Vegas has a chance. So you get the odd situation where that happens, where a team that you want to be done has another chance, has another life. 
Um, like, can you imagine how sick it'd be though for Vancouver to sneak in with the 10 seed? Cause they were down and out at the start of the year. I forgot what their mm-hmm. record was, but it was hilarious. And they've stormed back. And now all of a sudden, like Thatcher Demko gets a chance to go steal a couple. Like, I just think it'd be so awesome. It, can you imagine how hype it'd be for a, to like for a game for a team to get goalied in a play-in game? Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, but like just as a neutral fan or as a fan of the, the winning team, like you imagine your goalie makes 50 saves to get into the playoffs or whatever. Then you get swept. <laughs> <laughs> and and so this year obviously it's a bit flawed because the cutoff in the east is so insane. Um so like the nine and ten seat. What would your guys' thoughts be on making it so they have to be within like a certain number of points? I was just gonna suggest that, and the first thought that came to my mind was they would never do that because it would be too difficult for casuals. That and scheduling, I think. Mm, that too. It'd be tough to schedule. Although if you just set the four days or whatever to be for playing games, and like if you get a year like this year where there wouldn't have to be any because the, the, the difference in points is so much, then I guess you would just give the teams four days off. Um, but it'd be so rare. Like this has never happened where there's a 19-point drop-off from eight to nine. Yeah, um, and all eight teams are going to have 100 points. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's gross. Um, so if you if you got okay, back to the Gary Bettman thing. If you guys were in charge for one day, would you change it to one versus eight if you were gonna install the play-in? I feel like it'd almost be necessary if you're gonna have these like two added play-in spots, you'd have to go in order of actual points instead of just divisional wild card and stuff. If I'm in charge and nothing else matters, like it's my words final, I don't have to consider everything else. I'd go to one to 16. I also have thought about that because I think the NBA has been toying with that, especially for the like five or six years there where the West was like making up for eight of the top 10 teams every year. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the when I changed my mind on this topic, it was when Tampa played Montreal in the final and it didn't feel like a final. Like I, 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 Obviously, like, there was the, like, Montreal shouldn't be there or, like, they're not really a playoff game. That shit was, like, not really – I didn't like that stuff because, again, you, you got to beat the teams that are in front of you, and that's what Montreal did. It just didn't feel like a Stanley Cup final. And it, it's when I found myself actively rooting for Vegas in that conference final because I wanted Vegas-Tampa so that it actually feel like a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, you know, I, I- – uh, yeah, no, I I completely agree. Like when the uh, when the playoff system was first like released, and I saw that like two conference teams could meet each other in the final, um, it was definitely unsettling. And then when it finally happened, it was like, okay, this is really weird. Um, so I don't love the one to sixteen, but I probably could be sold on it. Uh, but keeping conferences. Um, apart for playoffs, I think would be a preference of mine. I don't think having one to 16 necessarily makes that more likely, though. It, it definitely does. Having you one to 16, because all of a sudden you're getting East and West matchups in the first round. And you're going to get a bunch of East teams and a bunch of East teams on either side of the bracket, unless you get that one year where it's like it works out perfectly so that it's East versus West. No, but I'm saying for like you said, the, your issue was the finals didn't feel like it actually was a finals. 
it was because it was East versus East, not because Montreal Okay, I thought your issue was because Montreal had no chance. No, everyone else's big argument was that it didn't feel – I don't know how many people thought it didn't feel like a final, but a lot of people I know didn't like Montreal being there because they were like 18th overall in the league or something, but because of the North Division, they made it. My beef with the Stanley Cup final was that it was East Coast versus East Coast. I okay. really like the appeal. I, I don't know. I, maybe that's old-fashioned, but I just like East versus West in the Stanley Cup final. No, I thought your issue was that it wasn't competitive. That's what I was saying, was there would be no change. No, that 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 would never happen. If anything, it would add competitiveness because all of a sudden you're getting 100%, I think the two would. best teams no matter what. More or less. Um, so also just to draw back to the start of the pod, 2014, so the year LA won their second cup was the first year that they had uh, the the new divisions and the new playoff format. So 2013-14. So this is now the eighth season that they've had it. And didn't they? And in 2012, they won it as an eight seed, didn't they? They did, yeah. I'm pretty sure they so, won it as so. Okay, let me go back to these. Which, if up. anything, just furthers you got to win your games. It don't matter. In in 2014, the Kings won it as third in the Pacific. How does this not have points? No points on here. Okay. Uh, and it looks like they were, they would have been sixth in the conference. So if they'd have kept the same format, LA would have been a sixth seed when they won it in 2014. There was definitely a year that they won it as an eight seed though. Yeah, 2012. Because yeah. that was the year that they got uh, Richards and Jeff Carter. Yeah. as like buying moves. And then they turned into like one of the best teams of the early 2010s. Squat, squeaked in as a as an eight seed and then ran the tape like just ran everyone pretty sure they went like 16 and four that year too in the playoff it's gross um but yeah i don't know i think uh playing games would be so sick um and i would definitely move it back to one versus one to eight to install that yeah i agree back, back to how we started this before i challenged you to a fight over the playoff format <laughs> <laughs> the original question was if like if we have uh, an issue with the playoff format like this, and I personally, it goes back to like you just have to win your games. I don't believe in like picking your seat. I have no issue with the conference setup. Like I get how they do it. Like the in division matchups build revenue in in their eyes. I don't really have an issue with it. you. Still got to win your games, and you got to beat the best to be the best. I think so. I just don't like that they match up insanely good teams so early. Like I'd rather see. I'd rather see uh, Minnesota, St. Louis in the second round than the first round, personally. Yeah, like, I, I don't disagree with it. I guess I would say I'm more, like, I'm not strongly against it like some people are. Yeah. It would, it's, it's, not, like a, day, it's not like it ruins the, it doesn't ruin the playoffs for me. It's just, like, one of those things where it's like, oh, it'd be nice if it was back how it was. Yeah. Um, but I also, like, that being said, I like the four divisions of eight teams. So, like, I wouldn't want them to go back to, well, I guess it'd be different now because there's 32 teams. But last time they had it one to eight, it was six divisions of five. And the top three seeds were all divisions. Yeah. And that so was, there is, that was there stupid. was still issues with standings that way. Remember one year, I think it was Washington, maybe they made the playoffs and they had like the ninth most points in the, in the conference, but they finished. Yeah. Third. got third seed. Yeah. Brutal. That was, See, if I, I, if I, I didn't want to rule. eight, I just want straight points. I don't care what division you're from. I agree. Um, oh, what was I going to say? And, okay, so here's the other thing. Um, the reason I think a lot of people are really starting to talk about this playoff format and maybe expanding the playoffs a bit 
is because um, the same number of playoff teams have been in the league since there were 21 teams in the league. Like way back when, whenever there were 21 teams, 16 out of 21 teams made the playoffs. And now 50% of 32 teams make the playoffs. Um, so do, do you guys like that better that less teams make it and it's a little bit more prestigious or like what? No, like, like I said earlier, I, uh, the reason, the whole reason I brought up the playing games is because I think it's so cool to see more teams in. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for seeing more teams in like in hockey. It's so cool too, because it's so unpredictable. Like a lot of other sports, um, under or not, not necessarily every sport, but like, it's a lot easier for, uh, like a number one seed to beat an eight seed. I feel like in basketball, it just happens a lot more frequent in hockey. It's so unpredictable. And I, wouldn't you love to see like a one seed beat or a 10 seed beat like a one seed or something? It'd be sick. Um, I should rephrase my question though. So 16 out of 21 teams, like that's over 75% of the league. Yeah. And if we were to do play in, it'd only be 20 out of 32. Would you guys like, I know this won't happen and no one's even mentioned it, but like, would you guys even be willing to push it to 24 out of 32 teams make the playoffs basically bubble style, except every year. I think that's too far. You think it's too much. Yeah. Jack. I'd be good with more, more hockey and more like do or die intense games. Like I would definitely ax in the bubble. They had that like one, two, three, four in each conference, that round robin. Like I would get rid of that for sure. But all of a sudden well, go. After sixteen, the next bracketable number is thirty-two. Well, yeah, but then yeah. So you're gonna have to do some sort of But like twenty-four is a kind of a roundish number where you can have like a nice even number of buys and then but like, would, if you don't want the round robin stuff, then you're sit, you're stuck with teams just sitting there doing nothing. True, true. Um, and but I, I guess, think it has to be something kind of crazy to get more it. You either have to have like an outrageously high amount of teams, like thirty two, or um, or the twenty, like the play in would be. That uh, that seventy five percent of the league thing with uh, like sixteen out of twenty one teams is not not happening. Now one day when the league eventually gets to like 40 teams or whatever, which is going to happen for every league, I think, um, then you could start thinking about maybe like way bigger playoff fields. Can you imagine a 32 team playoff bracket in like a 40 team league or something? something I think like you had to wait a little bit after 40 to do 32. Yeah, no, I was just throwing that out there. Yeah. Cause that's your, that's your 75% again. Um, but uh, well, actually over that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Play-in would be sick. Uh, like Vancouver, all of a sudden you're adding Vancouver, Vegas, Islanders, and Blue Jackets. And like, obviously the Islanders got off to that brutal start, but I'm pretty sure since that start they've played at a playoff pace. So it'd be kind of, it's it's a bit of a unique to this year reason for why the Islanders appear to be as bad as they are when they probably aren't they play and like game. i wouldn't i don't care if there's a 10 seed i would want to face a very trots team that yeah that too and then like that's just more interesting to me and then like you know what if, if columbus does up, end up like upsetting a couple teams like you imagine boston loses to washington and then columbus beats boston to get into the playoffs you know how insane the like reception of that would be for bruins fans you know how amazing that'd be just for like attention 
because then all of a sudden everyone in the world except for outside of massachusetts becomes a columbus blue jackets <laughs> fan i don't know i think it'd be really cool to see some of those underdog teams um and especially in hockey too because in basketball uh these these seven and eight seeds that are winning these playing games are just getting set up to be swept in the first round because there's no balance in the nba whereas in hockey like any team can beat any team four out of seven it's funny that you say there's no balance in the nba considering it's way better than it was like five years ago this is the first out of like 20 years where you have a well yeah pretty much where you have more than like a four-team pool of teams that can actually win the championship realistically so it's a bad year to use that example, but um, that's the NBA's reputation for having heavily outmatched teams, especially in the playoffs, um, when the players decide that they want to start playing again. Um, all right. Uh, do you guys have anything else for playoff format? I guess we haven't really talked about St. Louis, Minnesota yet. No, we never even got to. We never even just like touched on them. And um, you said this pod was going to suck. All right, let's let's spend let's spend three minutes on uh, Minnesota St. Louis, uh, and then if we drag on, we can we can continue in the next in the next meeting. Um, who you got? I, I got I got Minnesota. Yeah, I think goaltending can steal series. Well, not I think obviously they can, and like Flurry and Talbot is just an insane duo. So I I got Mini. Who do you give game one to? For both teams, that's why uh, that's one of my like points on this series is probably probably Huso and Flurry. Yeah, I think that would be my play too. I think Bennington rides the bench until Huso really struggles, which he hasn't yet this year. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Say, oh, wait, Jack, who do you got in the series? I gotta go Wild as well, just because I think Flurry is a difference maker and a lot of like the uh, season rankings point towards St. Louis, but obviously they haven't had Flurry that long. I think since the trade deadline, they're like number one team in the league. Yeah, they've gone on a huge run because they were, they were if, falling out if of it. not anymore, they were like a few days ago, I saw the stat. But. I think I would have to go Blues, to be honest. Um, I just like their team better. I, I, I don't... And I hate, I hate bringing playoff-style hockey into conversations. I hate that that's a thing. But it's just a fact of the matter. I just I like how St. Louis is built better for the playoffs. Do you, do you think St. Louis has a game breaker? No, they don't have someone on Kaprizov's level. That's the thing. But I think they have more players, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I, I really like St. Louis's lines. Like, and obviously, there's a bit of a, a change going on in St. Louis. Actually, you know what? We should probably end this meeting and then move over. We're about to get booted. Okay. All right. We will continue this in a moment. Um, so like right back to um Ryan's comment on a game breaker. And no, I don't think St. Louis has anyone on Caprizov's level, but they're just so deep at forward. Like they've got they've got five forwards basically at a point per game. So they've got Tarasenko, he has 33 goals, 80 points in 72 games. Robert Thomas is one of the best passers in the NHL. He's got 75 points. Buchnevich has 73 and 70. Kairou has 68 and 71. And Braden Shen has 58 and 62. Down the middle, St. Louis has Robert Thomas, Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly. I just, yeah, I don't know. 
they're D. They're, and playoffs they're, definitely are like more of a by committee thing. Yeah, for sure. And again, I, I hate drawing back to the. I like them better as a playoff team. They 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 play playoff hockey. Like I give myself the ick talking like that, but it's just it's just objectively how it works in the NHL right now. And uh, so I just I like St. Louis more. Holy shit! St. Louis has seven twenty goal scorers. It's crazy how deep they are. Their forwards are crazy, but I will give Minnesota the edge in net and on D. So it just depends on how you look at it. Um, sorry, sorry, eight. They have eight twenty, eight, 20 goal scorers. Well, okay. How many does Minnesota have? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's gonna be a lot of goals in that series. And there's like four capable goalies. Too. Four like legitimate. Four goalies who have been legit number ones at some point in their career. Within, like, the last couple of years. Yeah. Wow. Um, bit of a go seven games? Yeah. I think that's going to be the best first-round series besides maybe Leafs-Lightning. Those, those two, three matchups are so good right now. Although Edmonton-LA might suck. Just because it'll be probably a bit boring. Because you know, like, I don't know. I don't think either of those teams are getting past the second round. They're both going to get run out of the building by Calgary, I think. If Edmonton can, like, cruise through it, it could do some wonders for their confidence, though. True. They've looked like a completely different team since they fired their coach. Yeah. Um, well, let's, if they okay, get let's, through the first round quick and healthy. Let's look at, let's look at some of the series right now. So, so Florida-Washington – Toronto, Tampa, Carolina, Boston, Rangers, Penguins, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, St. Louis, Calgary, Nashville, Edmonton, LA. What do you think the best series in that is? It it very well could be Minnesota, St. Louis. I just think it's going to be such a high-paced series. I'll take Rangers pit on that. I really like the Rangers going in the playoffs. I like them a lot too, but I think it's a really cool series because it's almost like old generation versus new generation. Like either the Penguins are doing one more run or the Rangers are finally getting their start. And all of a sudden Pittsburgh losing the first round again since their last cup. Like I don't I don't think they've won a round since they won their second cup. I don't I don't know if that's I know they've gone at least three or four years in a row losing in the first round or in a qualifying round but uh i uh, i'm pretty sure they haven't won around since they won their cup i don't know how much attention it's gonna get but i feel like calgary nashville could be really good too as much as like nashville looks like a good team i just don't think they have a chance yeah i yeah i don't know like if that series lasts six games that'll be a win for nashville in my eyes that's gonna be such a good goalie matchup. Yeah, like if, if if Saros plays to the top of his game, I think that could be such a fun series. I was and like really... Yossi has hit ninety points. He's gonna be he's my pick for the Norris. Spoiler alert to that conversation. But he doesn't feel like a game breaker. Like he's been doing this silently. You don't think you? Oh, he doesn't feel like one. Okay, you weren't saying he isn't one. Um. Okay, who do you think is the best player in that Calgary-Nashville series besides goalies? I do not think Roman Yossi is the best player in that series. I put Johnny Hockey above him. Do you think Roman Yossi's second, or do you think there's another Flames player above Yossi? 
I think for Yossi second. I think Yossi's the best player in that series. But I think it's like that much harder to take a playoff hockey series as a defenseman. Yeah, it's like if that's your it factor position, that's the worst one to have. There's kind of no position besides goalie that's really an it factor position. Like when do you see one player take over a series besides a goalie? It doesn't happen. Yeah, but like a goal scorer can run a couple of games. Yeah, but like Yossi went like. 12 games with like 30 points or something like if you put up a few if you get a few primary assists for like three or four straight games like that's pretty dominant maybe yeah but it's it's playoff hockey like is that i don't know that his points are going to translate to that they might not but johnny goudreau's never have anyway so like that's true as well it's kind of it's kind of like a it's just so different from basketball where if you have the best player in the series probably gonna win the series like you can't Mm. like no player besides a goalie and even then, there's only like five or six goalies that really can do it, probably. Um, Any goalie can do it. That's the weird thing. That Yeah, that too. There's only five or six that you would expect to do it, but realistically, any goalie could do it. Yeah, just need to get hot at the right time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I guess I got to go St. Louis. I think, I think they win that series. Although I would just – it's just such a shame that those are three and four in the conference. And they're both only a point behind Calgary. So as much credit as we give Calgary – they're only edging Minnesota and St. Louis by one point in that conference. Like, I don't know, just crazy. Can you imagine? But you think in you think in seven? Minnesota, St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would probably pencil that game in for seven games. I'm pen like I'm writing down our takes here so that we don't contradict ourselves. That's a good idea. That's a good bracket. idea. Hold ourselves accountable. Um I, I definitely think Minnesota St. Louis is seven games. I'll give it to St. Louis. We you should think do seven this. games, Ryan. I'm going to go Minnesota in six. That's what I have. Um, remember, remember last pod when we were giving our pick two teams and then uh, like choose the field or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, I forget which teams I picked, but I'm pretty sure I had the Rangers in there. I think so. I, I, I'm really happy with that right now. Like I really am. I'm very confident in the New York Rangers right now. It's just such a shit show to get out of the East. I know it's such a disgusting conference, but like besides Calgary, like I am not confident that any, if, if, if you, ah, I'm, I'm going to fuck this up. Um, the only team I'm confident is winning two rounds in this, in this playoffs is Calgary. That is the only team that I would actually bet money on winning two rounds. Every other team is a complete shit show. I don't trust Colorado, especially when they have to face either Minnesota or St. Louis in the second round. Um, Edmonton and LA can kick rocks. Like one of those teams is getting wiped. And then every single East matchup is like probably no more than, I don't know, 65, 35. And that, that the only one that's that weighted in one team's direction is probably Florida, Washington. And even then, Washington. And as soon as you get to the second round of the East, it's, you don't know anything. Exactly. I just, I don't know. Like, it'll be so interesting to see how Shesterkin does in the playoffs. I was really hoping Shesterkin, or not Shesterkin, the Rangers would win that division. Like, they would catch Carolina. They're, they're not going to now. And that Tampa would drop into the wild card and we'd get uh, Vasilevsky Shesterkin in the first round. I think that would have been so cool. That would have been a fun one. It would have been awesome. I hope we get that series at some point. If I had to put money on a, on a conference final, I think that would be my conference final. 
if that's possible. Yes, it is possible because they're in opposite divisions and neither team is a wild card. Um, all right, so we've all given our picks for Minnesota-St. Louis, so we'll stop beating that horse, even though we avoided it for the first 20 minutes of the pod after <laughs> getting into playoff format. Um, do you guys have anything else on playoff implications or matchups or formats or anything? I pulled up the 1-16 to 16 standings. Oh, yeah, let's see it. Just because I talked about it. So it'd be Florida-Dallas, Colorado-Nashville, Carolina-Edmonton. Nope. Nope. Fuck. Carolina-LA. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Toronto-Edmonton. Oh, that would be a, a fun series. of a series. Like, would that not be elite? That'd be insane. Oh, my God. Calgary-Washington. Rangers, Pitt still match up. Minnesota, Boston, and St. Louis, Tampa. Like, the more I look at that, other than the one, like, the Matthews-McDavid series, like, I actually don't like how that lines up. You don't? No. It's almost all East-West. Yeah, I don't like that. Would you reseed after each round? I wouldn't even do it for the first round now. What? But I don't know. I don't like reseeding. You don't like reseeding? You don't like giving the top regular season teams an advantage in each round? No, I like being able to just see the bracket and predict it all the way through. Like, it's totally just like a fan perspective. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like it, especially in like, in March Madness, it's whatever. Um, but in, in, especially in the NHL, I just, I have a really hard time. Obviously, it doesn't matter now because of the, the the way their format is. It's all divisional crap. But if if you switch it to one versus one through eight or one through sixteen, I think you got to reseed. I think you got to for competitive balance. Yeah. Oh, so so from your perspective, wanting to predict a division or a bracket, you wouldn't want it. Yeah, like I just think it's fun to be able to predict it, get one team wrong, and your prediction is still valid. Fair. Yeah, where if, if you're you get, if you get, you get yeah. one wrong, everything the whole is bracket is screwed. That's like purely just a fan thing, but like from an actual logical standpoint, reseeding makes sense. Would uh, so it, so under the same current format with the wild card or one verse one through eight? Would you guys be down to see team them? Uh, I guess it wouldn't really matter that much, but reseed the conference finals. I think the NBA has kind of floated that idea, like mix the final four. Yeah. So if you get like a Cinderella team in one conference and you've got like Colorado in the other conference, they would play each other regardless of which conference they're in. No, I don't like that. Yeah. No. I don't, I, as, as I was saying it, I was like, oh, I don't like it as much anymore. <laughs> um, I don't mind it in the NBA because the NBA, it's a lot more, but at, at that point in the playoffs, you almost like, there's not really any sense. It's almost too late to reseed. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care about the regular season if we're in the third round. Yeah. Fair That's enough. not relevant anymore. Yeah. But one through 16 and one through eight, I think you definitely got to reseed after each round. Um, yeah. Okay. So anything else on playoff formats? Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, so there was a notable milestone over the weekend. Steven Stamkos hit 954 points. How many is that on the season? He's closing in. What's he at? He is at he's at 93 points, which is kind of crazy considering the injuries he's had over the past few years and the fact that he's 30 freaking two years old. But uh, yeah, so he he's definitely back. But 954 points, franchise record. 
Um, he was drafted first overall in 2008. I don't know about you guys, but 2008 is right around where I really started to pay attention to drafts and understanding stuff like free agency instead of just watching games and not much else. Um, now, obviously, like all three of us were either seven or eight years old when, when that draft happened. So take that with a grain of salt. But I could tell you each number one overall pick going back to like 2006 or seven. But before that, it starts to get a bit foggy. But I think 2008, given that Stamkos went first that year, um, I think it'd be kind of interesting to sort of see where he ranks among first overall picks since he was drafted first until this past year. Would you guys want to maybe try to rank those? Wow, yeah. what a crazy idea. We did not discuss this beforehand. <laughs> so we, we obviously have to start with the number one nail Yakupov, right? Are we going backwards? Do you, guys, for, do you guys need the first overall picks to do this? Or actually, you know what? Maybe I should just... Okay, Ryan's got them on his phone. Do you want to just read those off? I don't have those? them. Yeah, I, I can read them off. Should I? Yeah, okay, yeah, go. Okay, 2008, Stephen Stamkos. 2009, John Tavares. 2010, Taylor Hall. 2011, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. 2012, Nail Yakupov. 2013, Nathan McKinnon. 2014, Aaron Ekblad. 2015, Connor McDavid. 2016, Austin Matthews. 2017, Nico Heischer. 2018, Rasmus Dahlin. Um, 2019, Jack Hughes, 2020, uh, Alexis Lafreniere, and 2021, Owen Power. Alexi Lafreniere. Just kidding. You don't need to put respect on his name. Um, yeah, I won't. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, he's probably our only fucking listener. Way to go. <laughs> no. Um, are you? No, he's not a bust yet. Never mind. I didn't want to, I don't want to open that can of worms. We can talk about that after this. That's year. the Rangers' fault. Oh, 100%. It's not his fault. Um, as soon as he gets traded, if he ever gets traded, I think he lights it up. He's um, already showing glimpses. Yeah, he shows glimpses, but it's tough when you play 12 minutes a night on the third line with... And no power play. And no power play. Um, but anyway, um, are we all in agreement on who's number one? Connor McDavid. Yeah. So we yeah. can move past number one. Or Ryan, are you... Are, were you just being silly when you said Yakupov, or are you going to stick with that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm definitely sticking with Yakupov. <laughs> okay, so McDavid at one. I've, honestly, I think right at number two is when it starts to get – like, how do you guys want to go at this? Like, best player at their peak? Um, like, who you think was, like, the – I don't know. How do you, how do you guys want to approach this ranking? Because there's obviously Matthews different – is number two for me. So, do you just want to go it straight off of, like, just opinion? just based off of nothing? Like, how, how yeah. do you want to quantify these rankings? I don't care if you're basing it off career so far or potential. It still matters. Well, if you go off of career so far, like, Steven Stamkos would be number one. No, because if it's career so far, you do goals per game. Yeah, I guess. I think we should just do it completely subjectively and yeah. just – see how we disagree just compare and then oh and then we can kind of if we debate if we have a disagreement we can quantify it that way yes okay so you've got matthews at two jack yeah ryan who do you have at two i think i'm going matthews at two as well 
I want to go McKinnon, but like literally this year, if, if this was six months ago, I would go McKinnon. But since Matthews is about to have more hardware than McKinnon after this season, I, I'm going to go Matthews as well. Um, so this is fun so far. We've agreed on the top two. Uh, now it's going to start getting interesting. Who do you guys have number three? I have McKinnon. Yeah, I think that's – I don't know why you thought that yeah. would be interesting. You don't – I'm taking Stamkos. You just said that six months ago you would put a McKinnon too. How is he not de facto three then? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm writing down our playoff prediction. <laughs> yeah, I might have misspoke. I, I like Stamkos over McKinnon. Like, McKinnon hasn't done shit yet. He literally has nothing. If you look at his hockey DB page, he has just as much as, like, I don't know. Did Ryan Nugent Hopkins win the Calder? Because that's that's all McKinnon has right now. Stamkos but has. There was like, there was a considerable time where McKinnon was arguably like a top five player. Do you not three. think there was a time when Stamkos was in that sort of conversation and earlier in his career? No. He scored sixty goals one year. He was a hard candidate for at least a few years there. I think that conversation definitely happened. I think so. Yeah, I don't I, think I wouldn't have had him that high. Maybe it's because I was a kid when it happened. But. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not judging for like recency bias, but I, I think there's some recency bias with the McKinnon over Stamkos pick, um, and just because Matt McKinnon is obviously way better right now. One thing I do want to like shout out since we're talking Stamkos, it's very fucking cool how he's reinvented his game. It's so sick. Because he was very much, and that's why like the 60 goals doesn't feel like a top three player. Because all I remember is him taking one-timers from St. Louis. Yeah. But but he's like almost became more of a playmaker. It was very cool to see him flip the switch. Well, it's to crazy. To kind of stay relevant. Now he's actually playing with guys who can score. Because for a while there, it was, it was him and St. Louis, and that was pretty much it. Do you want me to read off his in, early in his year, his career, he was absolutely disgusting. Like, okay, he scored 51 in 2009-10, which was his second year. He had 95 points. In 2010-11, he had 91 points, 45 goals. In 2011-2012, in, in he scored 60 goals, 97 points in a full season. 60 goals with only 97 points? Yeah, I know. Dude didn't pass, but, like, that's true. That takes good. away. I was about – That's was what Matthews is like... doing right now. He's also going to win the Selkie. No, he's not. He's up no, for it. You don't think he's top up for three. it? No, he's not going to be top three. I think he's top three at least. No. Write that down. Yeah. Fucking write it down. You write it down. You're keeping notes. Of the playoffs, though. Well, do the other stuff. Have it all in one place. Put down I, that you have that's Matthews. Get top Matthew. three. I don't I even heard- think Matthews' name is going to come up. I heard that narrative for like a week, like a month into the season, and I haven't heard it. Since. I haven't heard a word of it in like five months. I think he's still pretty, like he's still top tier defensive player. He is. Year. He's top tier, but he's not going to be a Selkie candidate. I think he'll get some votes. Someone write it down. Ryan, write it down, or Jack, write it down. Or we can just remember. I'm not going to forget it. Yeah, I'm not. But for- like. I don't know. The 37 assists taking away from Stamkos is kind of shit because, like, Matthew's about to win the heart and he has, what, 40? 
He's got 58 goals, 102 points. He's got 44 assists. I mean, that's still better than 60 and 37. Yeah, it is better than 60 and 37. But, I mean, Mitch Marner plays with Mawson Matthews. So, like, I don't know. I just think that saying that that takes away from Stamkos but not Matthews is off. All I'm saying is it bummed me out how you were reading off the stats and you tried to sneak in 37 assists. I did not try to sneak in at all. I said he had 60 goals, 97 points. That is like, that's 37 assists. I know, but I'm just saying it was going good, good. And I was like, oh. The next year, he played the full shortened lockout season. He had 29 goals, 28 assists, 57 points in 48 games. Like the dude was like way above a point a game for four years. And then, and then his injuries started happening. 13, 14, I think is... I think that's when he snapped his leg. Yeah, I think that's the that yeah that's the Olympic year, and then sixteen seventeen is the year that. What did he do that year? Because Tampa missed the playoffs that year. He only played seventeen games. I think it was like his other knee or something. I know it was like leg related. Yeah, and then, so he came back the next year, put up eighty six points. So then eighteen nineteen was the year that Tampa got swept by Columbus. He had 98 points that year, 45 goals. And then the last two years, um, he's been a bit slowed by injuries. Well, actually, a lot slowed. And then this year, he's, it looks like he might set a career high in points. He's got 93 points, and they've still got three or four games left. So he's, he needs five points to set, a, set his career high there. Um, like, right now, like, obviously, McKinnon is at his peak right now. But McKinnon really, like... Besides the year Hall won the heart, McKinnon hasn't put it together for a full year yet. Like the, the guy hasn't stayed up. I'm not saying like he can't. I'm saying he hasn't because he's been hurt. Yeah, I'd give Stamkos three. You won me over. Yeah, I think you won me too. Oh my God, that's awesome. Okay, I got too excited for that. Um, really, that was, that was a lot. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, can we agree McKinnon's four then? Yeah, okay. I would, I'll put McKinnon four. Um, are you writing these down? Because I'm gonna forget what it was by the time we get to eight. I'm not. Ryan's had his head down for a while. What you going? What you got going on there? I'm just looking at stats through the list. Okay, I'll I'll write it down. Um, Jack, who do you got at five? I don't know. Part of me wants to go John Tavares. See, now it's starting to get hard because you're getting the guys who haven't done shit yet. Yeah, it's a lot of guys. Like, if we do this in 10 years, I think Jack Hughes, but. We are, in fact, not doing it in 10 years. You can't guarantee that. <laughs> not <laughs> if we do it again, it might be Jack Hughes. But right now, it's not 10 years from now. I know, but I'm just saying, like, at this point, it's very difficult to put any yeah, of the if- younger guys up. If we're going to do it that way, then all the young guys would just be at the bottom of the list. Yeah, that's fair. Let's do it based off of like either for the young guys, we can go off of potential. I think, I think in a list like this potential can outweigh current production. So like, so like, okay. So in, in a comparison, Jack Hughes would be above Ryan Nugent Hopkins because like Jack Hughes's future outweighs Nugent Hopkins, whatever he's done. Yes. I think it like, just think of it that way. I think. So, so okay. who, do you, who do you got at five? I'm just – I'm taking note of who we've got. Um, I'll take Jack Hughes then to have a better career than Tavares has had. Okay, so, Jack, you had McDavid, Matthews, Stamkos, 
Or are you not just going to keep the consensus? What do you mean just keep the consensus? I'm writing down each of our rankings. Yeah, but you won us over for Stamco. So just do like what we agree on at the end. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing each of our lists and it'll just show that we agreed on certain ones. Ryan, can you check if Stamkos has two Rocket Richards? Sure. I think he does. I think the year he scored 51, he tied with Ovechkin and Crosby, which is kind of wild. I don't know if I've ever seen a tie for the uh, Rocket Richard. Yeah, he has two, 2010, 2012. That's sick. Um, yeah. So, okay, so at five, Jack had Hughes. Ryan, who you got at five? I think I'm going to Varys. Who do you have, Mitchell? I don't know. I For me, it's between Tavares and Hall. No, I'm going to go Tavares. You think Hall? I'm going to heart. But I feel like it's pretty well agreed that wasn't really much of a heart. Like, was that not hit the heart trophy we used with Jamie Benz? Art Ross as like examples of when it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. Oh, this I'm is looking, so hard. This is I'm getting. Look, I'm looking up Tavares's point totals, and it almost makes me want to say Hughes as well. Yeah, well, Tavares, and Tavares played in a high-scoring time too. Has Tavares ever hit 90 points? I don't think so. No, remember he no. never did when we did the Shane Wright talk, episode it, one. Yeah, go back and listen for those listening. Um, and then his career high in goals was his first year with the Leafs. He had 47. Yeah. You know, for a guy who had exceptional status and, like, has been in the league since, whatever, 2009 is, and is consistently considered up until maybe a year or two ago a top 10 center, Tavares has never had, like, a crazy awesome season. I agree, but the exceptional status part is real. Sean Day had it. Did you say irrelevant? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, you'd think that a guy who had exceptional status would have had a better season. Sean Day had exceptional status. It doesn't fucking matter. There's, like, there's, like, a 90% correlation between having a good NHL. Well, not 90%. Like, I don't know. A lot of the guys who had exceptional status have gone on to have really good careers. And one of them, Sean Day. No, okay, fuck, dude. Um, <laughs> you would just expect more from a guy because Sean Day did he even get drafted to the NHL? Yeah, he was like a third round pick, I think. Okay, well, you'd think that a guy. Okay, let's let's rephrase this. He had exceptional status, and then he went first overall. You'd think he would have had like a higher peak. Yeah, than Varis has. the only thing exceptional status means is you were too good to play against fifteen year olds. Yeah, I think Ekblad would be in the conversation right now if he didn't have so many injuries in the past few years oh he's gonna be high on this yeah. yeah but like i'd be i'd be thinking about ekblad right now i'm gonna go Tavares as well so we're all Tav- oh wait no jack went hughes okay six so jack you had hughes at five ryan and i go ekblad six ekblad six okay ryan who you got I'll go Hughes. I'm going Hughes. Hmm. Greg, you guys went faster than I was expecting. <laughs> um. Right now, Ekblad and Jack Hughes, eh? 
This is so difficult. You're getting gross. It's hard because you can't argue like potential. Really. No, it's it's a very hard list to quantify. You just got to go with the gut. Yeah, I'm gonna go Ekblad. I love Aaron Ekblad. He's one of my favorite players. Me too. Since his Barry days, honestly, like when he was when he was ready to be drafted, like when I was when I was still playing like minor hockey, I, I just he was a guy I always looked. I I always wanted to try to be. Plus, we had had the same number, which is cool. Fun fact: his his brother gave me my Brock University campus tour. That is That's neat. pretty cool. That is neat. Um, okay, hopefully we have more talk about on Wednesday. I will be MIA for the following two podcasts. Um, so you guys are gonna have to have some kids table episodes. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to throw out there that like, you only made the intro because we, it was only two when we built it. I only what? You only are in the intro with clips because there was only two, the two of us when I made it. Oh, so you're saying that if it was the three of us, I would have just been like... Snubbed. Yeah, you wouldn't be in the intro. All right, remake it. We'll do a test. We'll do a test intro of just you and Ryan Soundbites. Of the silent, the three... You know what? Our new <laughs> intro... We'll, okay, you know what? Play the outro. Our new outro and intro will be the, the dry air for like three or four seconds after I ask a question and you guys decide to answer. Yeah, That's you ask a question podcast. like, let's, let's build a list. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later.